The Power Your Advice podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc. For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit thompsonim.com. Thompson IM Funds, smart investing starts here. Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. We are live at the GTE Wealth Forum in Las Vegas. The GTE Wealth Forum is an invitation-only event which brings together senior investment decision makers from premier RIAs with leading investment managers. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring you new ideas, why these ideas should be considered, and how they can be implemented. The Power Advice podcast is brought to you by iris.xyz, the most helpful place advisors can come to to grow their minds and businesses. This is your host, Doug Heikinen, and we're joined this afternoon by Bryce Coward, who is the Deputy Chief Investment Officer and a Portfolio Manager at Knowledge Leaders Capital. Hey, Bryce. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me. How's it going today? Oh, it's going very well. Great meeting so far, and and, uh, really looking forward to talking to you. So tell us a little bit about Knowledge Leaders. I've been all over your site and couldn't be more impressed by what you guys put out there. Well, I appreciate that. So Knowledge Leaders Capital was started in 2006, and we we started the firm with with one focus, and that was to invest client assets in the most highly innovative companies we could find all around the world, and that's what we've been doing ever since. So what's what's special about the firm, and, and what gets you excited about being there? Well, first of all, I love our team. You know, it's a small group of folks, but we work really hard, and I think we work really well together, and uh, we worked really hard in our process over the years to, to really hone it in. But I think what I love about the firm is that we're so unique in what we do, the way that we look at the world and, and look at companies. Where we see opportunity, a lot of folks see risk, and I think that sets us apart. And what kind of products do you have for advisors? What are some of the ideas that you're giving them through through products? Yeah, great question. So we have a global developed market ETF as well as a world allocation mutual fund. Both of those funds invest around the philosophy that highly innovative companies tend to outperform the general stock market over time with a lower level of realized volatility or standard deviation. So a lot of this goes back to some accounting rules that that really are are quite antiquated. So if we go back and look at the accounting rules pre-1974, so this is the rules that the uh, FASB sets for, for gap accounting rules. Prior to 1974, companies were allowed to treat investments in research and development and other intangibles like in-house developed software, um, databases, brand development, employee training, the same way as you would treat an investment in physical capital, so a building or a piece of machinery. That is to say that a company would make an investment, the bulk of that investment would be recognized as an asset on the balance sheet, and then a portion of it would be recognized as a, an expense on the income statement, and either, uh, either as depreciation or amortization. In 1974, ironically, just as the information revolution was getting started, the accounting standards took a very harsh approach in terms of how companies are, would be required to, to account for innovative investments. They said that any innovative investment must be expensed on the income statement in the year it was incurred. And so that means, from a practical perspective, if a company spends $100 on R&D, 
all hundred dollars of that investment must be realized as an expense on their on their income statement. So that would reduce your your level of, of reported earnings. In contrast, if a company spent a hundred dollars on a piece of machinery, well you'd recognize $95 as an asset on your balance sheet, and then only $5 would be recognized as a depreciation expense on your income statement. So you can see where, especially for highly innovative companies, those who invest a lot more in intangible type, types, of, types of capital investment tend to see lower earnings and uh, a lower level of assets and other distortions in, in cash flow that make it very difficult for investors to understand the true profitability or economic reality for those uh, highly innovative businesses. And as you're probably intuitively aware, the, the way that companies are investing has changed an awful lot over the last couple of decades. So it used to be that companies would invest primarily in fixed fixed capital. So think machinery or structures, buildings, and that would be their primary source of capital investment. Now that's that's totally totally changed, and especially so for the most innovative companies. If we look at national accounts data, so GDP statistics, we've got really good information about this. And we can go back to say 1980 and and look at what percentage of business investment was composed of either intangibles or other fixed capital type type of investments. And back in 1980, intangibles only accounted for about 16% of the total share of business investment. Now we fast forward to 2018 and that number has jumped to 38%. And that's at the economy-wide level. So it includes innovative businesses as well as less innovative businesses. For the most innovative companies, the numbers are completely flip-flopped. So those businesses spend well in excess multiples of what they would spend on on uh, intangibles as they do on on tangible forms of capital. So that means for those companies, accounting statements have really lost much of their relevance. And so what we do to kind of correct for that anomaly or those, those antiquated accounting rules is simply identify intangible investments and then treat them the same way as other fixed capital investments. So that is to capitalize them, to create an asset on the balance sheet for those assets, and then amortize them over their useful life by recognizing uh, an expense on the income statement. And we think that gives us a more clear set of financial statements with which we can make uh, investment decisions and, and select stocks to go in either our ETF or our mutual fund. And you follow companies all over the world. That's right. We follow companies all over the world. Um, our mutual fund invests in in the developed world, which for us is 23 countries. Our mutual fund can invest in up to 46 countries, so emerging and developed market countries. So how do your strategies fit into an advisor's portfolio? Yeah, that's a great question. So our ETF is an all-equity uh, product. It's 100% invested all the time. It's a rules-based product. So that product is ideally suited for a core allocation in either one's international bucket or possibly a a global bucket. Um, Our our mutual fund, on the other hand, has a dual mandate of capital appreciation as well as capital preservation. So we use an asset allocation framework in addition to individual stock selection to compose a portfolio that we hope will be able to weather downturns in the market more favorably than your average stock fund. And so for that reason, the mutual fund is really ideally suited as an alternative allocation or perhaps in a, in a thematic bucket or sometimes we'll compete against other 
other allocation funds if those funds have demonstrated perhaps uh, a lesser, lesser ability to, to avoid drawdowns, which is something that, that we pride ourselves on being able to do. Is, are these strategies something that advisors can easily explain to their clients? Oh, I think so. I think, I think most people intuitively understand that the way that companies are investing is changing. They understand that, that intangibles like in-house developed software, um, branding, R&D are, are gaining importance relative to physical capital. So I think something that, that everyone can see around them. Now, they may not have somebody articulate it quite so clearly as we try to do uh, with our investment products, but, but I think it is something that most people understand. And you have a different tact on what you take and how you market to advisors. Um, it's really interesting. Can you comment on that? Well, we're a lean and mean team. One of the ways that we employ intangible capital is through a digital marketing effort as opposed to having a lot of uh, a lot of bodies, a lot of boots on the ground, performing sales tasks all over the country, as, as most um, advisors or, or fund managers are, are set up to do. So we have a process by which we hopefully are providing interesting material and content out to the marketplace in the form of white papers, blogs, um, etc. And we hope to draw people to our website by composing interesting content. And then as folks interact with our material, they aggregate a, a score that, that we uh, keep track of for, for everybody in our, in our database. And those that are most highly active on our website or with our blog or with our white papers are identified to us. And then our sales person, uh, because we only have one of them, can, can reach out to them personally and, and talk about our products. What's the one thing that people should remember about you guys as you're leaving us? Well, that's a great question. You know, I think the, the thing that sets us apart really is our uniqueness and, and the strategy and, and the boutique nature of, of our fund, you know, we of our firm. So the the strategy is is unique. We think that that the outperformance potential of knowledge leaders is high. But but even beyond that, you know, we're a boutique firm and we can offer a concierge level service to 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 our clients and that's something we strive to do. Bryce, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much, Doug. We'd also like to thank the folks at Discovery Data and GTE for being our gracious hosts. For everyone at Iris Media Works and the Power Your Advice production team, this is Doug Heikinen. Thank you very much. The Power Your Advice podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc. For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit thompsonim.com. Thompson IM Funds, smart investing starts here.